Hey everyone, welcome back to the EJ. We are going to have a good episode today. We're excited to be back. We had a couple company events and had a couple weeks off and we are back and ready to talk about some of the funny, some untrue and some true cliches and phrases and sayings about entrepreneurs and business and blah, blah, blah. So hope you enjoy it and uh, please send us your comments, feedback, concerns, complaints, all that stuff. And also any topic requests. Um, anyone who requests a topic that we um, make an episode about, we will send you a free um, EJ shirt with our three lovely faces on it for you. So hope you guys enjoy this episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the EJ, the Entrepreneurial Juggernaut, talking all things about being an entrepreneur. And I'm here with the uh, the gang, the team, my my, my partners, my cohorts, my That's friends. Enough. That's enough. Yeah. Family. Sometimes you oh, throw that family. in there. Family. That's it. So <laughs> introduce yourself. T- tell me what you did Hello, last night. Hello, I'm summer. Dr. Brandon Living Good. Nice. Last night I had pizza and wine for dinner. <laughs> Hi, my name's Chelsea. It's been a nice. while since I've uh, jumped on here with you guys, like a week and a half, but feels like forever. Glad like to be sunsets. here. Walks on the ocean and puppies. <laughs> on the ocean. He can walk on water. Oh. That's well, we're gonna cover that talk today. But oh. so today, anyway, um, you know, here's something we're all we all hear all the time, right? Is all kinds of there's memes every day, there's sayings, slogans, some true, some not true, about being an entrepreneur. So I thought let's break down some of our favorite, maybe or least favorite that were like, that's bullshit. That's not true. That That's just something someone says that's probably not an entrepreneur. And uh, let's talk them through a bit. So I did give this, uh, I gave you guys plenty of warning, a good hour or so to come up with this. <laughs> and so I'd like to hear a couple and let's just discuss them if you, uh, if you would. Brandon's got his phone fired up, ready to go. He'll start. All right, I got one. Um, entrepreneurs only think about money. I only think about being wealthy, being rich. That's all, that's all they really think about. It's a myth I've heard. What's I mean, yeah. Well, I say that's bullshit, right? I, th- I think it's the opposite. I think you find people that are working harder than they would at other things, probably making less on the front end just because it's pure passion and they love it and they believe in it. I mean, yeah, if you don't believe in an idea uh, enough and other people will doubt it, then it's never going to happen. And so if you're chasing the dollar, we've seen this all the time. If you chase the dollar... Uh, you know, it hardly ever comes, but if you chase your passion and you're, uh, you create a niche then uh, you know, I think money and financial success follow all the time. So the reason I brought this one up, cause we were talking about this last week, everyone knows recently the lottery was like a, whatever the hell it was, the third largest yeah. one point something billion or yeah. something. I never buy a lottery ticket, but I, I threw 20 bucks in on this one. It's 1 billion. What the hell mm-hmm. I wanted to throw it in. And we had a discussion at the office. Uh, we said, well, if one of you guys wins it tomorrow, you, you come into work, you're going to come in and- Are you going to announce you want it right now? Because they haven't come forward yet. Oh, okay. Jeez, blow my cover. Um, you and I both said, like almost simultaneously, like, no, yeah, I'd be in here tomorrow. Yep. I, I, I seriously believe that. There was dumb shit we said we'd buy or we'd do, or, you know, of course, but- I'd buy a G750 just for the record and then and then I'd still show up to work. Gotcha, yep, gotcha, yeah, so I'd love to <laughs> 
Um, I, I do. I, I would be back in here on Monday because I love what love what we do. It'd, it'd be certainly different, but yep. um, I, I'm, I'd still be here doing it. So yep. I think that's bullshit too, that entrepreneurs are just doing it for money. Um, I think it can make you an incredible amount of money, but that's not always why, or certainly not why most of us are doing it. Chelsea, would you be here Monday if you had won the uh, the lotto? Yeah, I would. I was actually just laughing because I was thinking about like, I could just like buy offices and all the different destinations that I would want to uh, travel to. Yeah. And I just take you all with me everywhere. There's several that said that same thing. <laughs> Casey in the marketing department said, see you suckers. I'm out of here. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> wait. And she, she retracted her answer. Like, I mean, because I'd open a bunch of offices, but uh, <laughs> anyway, I appreciate the honesty. But yeah, and I mean, I mean, back to the, the misnomer, if you will, I think that it's the opposite. I think you have to chase your dream. I think that... Um, you know, I, mean, I think that the monetary success is why a lot of us do it too. I mean, you want to make money, you want to have a living, you want to provide a life for yourself. But, but if that's why you get into it, you're in it for the wrong reasons, and you're probably doomed to fail. I would say, uh, for the most part, or just miserable. If you're just like making a lot of money but don't like what you do every day, that would that. I mean, I've never done that, but I know a lot of people who do, and that sounds terrible. Yeah, that's a good point. There's a lot of people that do that. Like you can get into certain fields and make a decent amount and they're just miserable. Yeah, they hate it. And uh, and so I think that that's a good thing as well because sometimes you maybe don't fail, you actually make it in the terms of financial success, but you hate every step of the way. And then again, you get out of it to get into something making half as much, if not a 10th of much, but you love it every day. And you always see these people like, I love it now, I'm working for myself, it's all that. And so I think- uh, it's incredible. Working for yourself, I think, is one of the most exciting, incredible things there is. But there's a lot of risk, you know, associated with it. And if you're doing it for the right reasons and you get a team that believes in your vision and like we all kind of have and we have a huge group, uh, we're all driving towards this goal together. And I think it can be amazing. But all right, what's another one on your on your radar, Jay, that you've heard in your life? I've heard this like in 10 different memes, but I'll, I'll just give you the concept. The concept is that like entrepreneurs don't sleep and specifically entrepreneurs get up like the crack of dawn, like at 4 a.m. They meditate, they work out, they go over their financials, they write goals, they, all this stuff. So, you know, I, I think that's great if that's your thing. If you like to wake up at four and work out, good for you. Uh, at four o'clock, I'm in REM sleep, man. I am, I, I'm resting up. I feel pretty good. <laughs> I wake up about six, 6.15 every single day, uh, which ends up being perfect for me. And so I just think that it kind of falls under the umbrella of you try to do what others do that works. And it's like one guy may have got up at four because that's his time. You know, and I get sometimes people have little kids or sometimes people have other jobs and they have to find their time. They're going to work. So I get you do what you need to do. But by no means do you need to get up at 4 a.m. and just sit there. We have a story about a doc that we yeah. that was struggling. And he's, and we're just like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm going to start getting up at 4am every day. And we're like, great. Like, okay. And so the, then the next week comes and we're like, right. Did you get up at 4am? And he's like, yep, got up at 4am. And we're just like, what did you do? And it was like, he sat in his office essentially at 4am and did nothing. <laughs> he was just, so he's just broke and now also tired. Yeah, broke and exhausted <laughs> and now had to go to bed like at eight because he woke up at four and got nothing, nothing done. So uh, don't do it just because you hear other people do it. Entrepreneurs get plenty of sleep. Gary V talks about this all the time. He included gets plenty of sleep. Entrepreneurs don't work all weekend. They don't work all night. They also have fun with friends. They also love the weekends. They also love vacation. So, you know, I think that um, 
you know, I do a little work on, on vacation and such. So, I mean, there's a little bit of truth to that, but you know, if you, if you're thinking I need to wake up at the crack of dawn and I got to do all that, I think that's bullshit. And I think you've been sold the bill of goods. You're doing what somebody else maybe did once. And if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Yeah. Well, and again, true, it's because... I, have to, I have to put in my resignation today. If that one were true, because I am not <laughs> a morning person at all. I'm not either. I don't like to work out yeah. in the morning. I don't like to wake up. I mean, like, you know, I'm a coffee person in the morning. That's what I am. Yes. So, yeah. Don't talk to me. Just give me some Chelsea, what time you wake up? Um, anywhere between, depending on if I'm trying to work out in the morning between like five 30 and seven 30. Okay. Yeah. Big range, big range there. That is a range. Probably most commonly around like six 30. Yeah. I have certain days, I guess if I'm up and I'm like, I just got something on my mind or I, if I get up in the middle of the night, I want to write something down. I'll do it, but it's not like a habit. It's just cause I'm in that mode. Same, same at night too. If I'm like, holy shit. I, but I'm just yeah. cranking. Like, I really wish I was a morning person sometimes though. I do wish it came easier for me, but I think, I don't know, being a night owl was all, it has always been way easier for me. So I kind of was a, like a, a converted night owl into a morning person. I'm not sure if it like a transition with kids. I think it's yeah, a little yeah. bit. I remember one time waking up and the today show came on like at 7am or something. And I was like, good Lord, I cannot believe people are up this early at 7am. Yeah. Uh, because Ty was like a tall and, and then uh but now it's like yeah I mean I sometimes six o'clock six ish I, I feel pretty good waking up but I don't go right to work either you know like I make some coffee I chill out but yeah. to your point like there's many times I'll wake up at three and be like oh shit that's a great idea right and I'll go out and do something or I'm like oh shit I forgot to email that and I'll go do it and then I go back to bed so um yeah I mean we all have nights we can't sleep there's all things sometimes that cause stress and excitement that that modify your typical schedule but my thing is don't you don't have to wake up at 4 a.m to be a successful entrepreneur by any means so all right Chelsea what do you got one more thing too about what you were saying is like yeah you work sometimes on the weekends or sometimes on vacation but it's not because you have to really it's because you choose to like it you know it you maybe you want to, so you can relax a little bit more or whatever. But I think people sometimes just feel like they have to do stuff, but you know, if you have your, well, that goes back up. to like people that hate what they do. So, I mean, if like you yeah. hate it so much, cause like me, if I'm in Cabo, I wake up, make coffee, check email for a couple hours. Now it's 9am say, and I got my whole day to do whatever I want, golf, beach, pool, whatever we're going to do. And yeah. to your point, yeah, like I enjoy that. I enjoy being caught up with everybody, knowing what's going on, knowing the company is headed, you know, where it needs to for that day. That to me is I do it because I want to, not because I have to. I think that's a big thing with entrepreneurship is you do things because you want to, not because you have to. Yeah. Right. And I think if you have that luxury, then that that feels good. And, and then you can make your own decision on that. So, yeah. All right, Chelsea, what's your, uh, what's your cliche? Well, cliche. one thing I was going to uh, say is, We've, we've talked about this before, but like the saying that like failure is not an option um, as an entrepreneur or business owner, or manager, whatever. And, and I don't agree with that fully because I think a lot of times you have to fail to learn different yep. lessons in, in business. So I guess yeah, I, I think it's that's a great one. Yeah. How you define failure, I guess. I mean, so you're going to have things that are like quote unquote failures, like whether it's a day, a week, a quarter, a year. Um, if it's the end all, like, okay, it's shit, we're closing our doors, we're done, I'm going to look for jobs. I think maybe people need to have that. That's not an option. You got to find a way and there's always a way. You may yeah. need to borrow more money. You may need to get a credit card. You may need to modify your path, right? And, uh, and I agree. I think quitting sometimes is an option. 
short term if the market is speaking and what you have is not working. You know, so we see there's a restaurant that opened right by us and it's just like we want it to be so good because we need it here and they do so many things wrong. They need to quit doing some of that dumb shit so they can get going on what what people are going to love. And so for that reason, I, I I think you need to quit briefly to, to get to the, the end point, which is achieve your goal, I think. Yeah, I love what you said about if I didn't have some of the failures, I would have never realize what to do or how to modify or how to juke when I said it should have jived yep. type of thing. So I, I like that Chelsea where you said like you got to learn from those not say oh god I failed. That's yeah like knowing that you can fail and learn but not quitting or just giving up I guess. Uh, Some yeah. of our biggest growths or biggest lessons were maybe weren't failures but they were like things that didn't go all that well or partnerships yeah. that we were like oh god why'd we get into that but it taught us so much. Well so, I mean that, that's in life I mean athletes have breakthroughs when they get their ass kicked yep and so there's nothing that puts you back in the gym quicker than someone whooping your butt or showing you how to do it at a higher level and such so i mean i think if you call that a failure then you're looking at it the wrong way that that's just a that's a lesson you learn from it like you said Charles. Uh, our restaurant days um you know many would consider like oh you didn't make it in the restaurant business now nah, we just decided to get the hell out of it but yeah we weren't weren't by any means making a ton of money but we did enjoy it but everything we learned then set the table for where we are now so sometimes it doesn't even make sense in the moment but you know that like you just have to trust your gut and move on so i mean there's many times and every entrepreneur i think that's successful will tell you they had things along the way that were lessons they learned you know and, and we are no different we opened up 100 fit it was a shit show right yeah. uh and so but we learned from that and it got us better doing other things so i think you just you just have to learn along the way what works and what doesn't how about this one i know it popped up on a she's i think even a post in our company a, a couple months back and we, we had a lot of comments about it but someone put something about it you know appreciate the grind it's always a grind you got to grind it out before you get there it's going to be tough first but grind it out and someone was commenting in a positive way but as we got a dialogue going around it i think they started to realize like yeah that's kind of bullshit that's a that's a cliche what do you think about that one it's my least favorite one i, I think this is the most overused cliche that there is in business is that it's going to be a grind it's going to be miserable you're going to like have to fight uphill, you know, all day. It's like, it's not that way. If it's that way, honestly, it's like when people tell me like, oh, marriage is work nonstop, man. It's like, <laughs> well, if it is, then you're probably in the wrong marriage, right? And that's fine. But I mean, it can't always be a grind. Opening a business can't always be a grind. And so there are some days that it's frustrating, just like everything, but there's a lot of things that are easy. There's a lot of things that come to you. You hit hot streaks like anything. So there's, there's periods that we're just like, man, we can do no wrong. This is great. Then you, all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit, here we go. Learning opportunity. And then you, you learn and adapt. But I think if you go at something being like, ah, oh, it's going to be miserable the whole time. And I'm just going to put the world on my back and fuck the world. I'm going to succeed. Like it's, it's even if you do, you're going to hate every step yeah. of it. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't buy that one. I think sometimes it's really easy. I think a lot of times there's a lot of challenges, but it's not always that way. I think the meme, it was something like, uh, you don't always see all the 10 hour work days that I do. You don't always see when we can't hit payroll at the end of the month, how do we figure it out? You don't always see all these little things that, that can happen in yep. business, not, not untrue, but you also don't see the freedoms that you have being an entrepreneur, the lifestyle that you get to create, the hours that you get to set, yep. the things that allows you to do. It, both of those come with that, not just the grind. 
Well, and we've all been. I mean, I, I think I try not to forget how, <clears throat> how it was when we first got rolling because I mean, we're at a point now where things are humming along pretty good. But, you know, I, there, I think every entrepreneur at one point stresses out in their bed or in the morning or at their desk how they're going to pay payroll. We've been there. Uh, I think you're panicked. You're calling the landlord saying, hey, can we pay on the seventh instead of the fifth? Like that's part of the game as you get going, but you can't hate that. Like you have to understand that's just like you making things work. And there's a lot of balancing that takes place, but it, it's not all that. Like there are some days early on that are that. That's why there's a little, little truth to all these. So I get where they come from. I'm not like, what? That's crazy. There <laughs> is a little bit of a grind, but at the same time, there's also a lot of enjoyment that comes from it. And so I just don't want people to always think like, yeah, you're miserable as fuck. Yeah, that's how it is every single day. That's what it's going to be like. Congratulations. Welcome to entrepreneurialism. That's, that's not it. You know, it's sounds appealing. <laughs> yeah. Sign me up. I'll take it. It sounds miserable. Um, well, also, I don't, I don't know what podcast number it was, but we talked about it when Dr. Brandon got carried away on his, uh, talking about the cars, the cruising, yeah. the coasting, you know, like that's on the, on the ramp coming on. Yeah, so. but yeah. Just like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, sometimes you are going to hit the gas. Other times you're just going to cruise. Same with, uh, on the grind. Right. right and we said cruises and back. Cause what they said was yeah. like, you can't be on cruise. It's like, cruise is wonderful. This reminds me how much I love that correlation actually. So I'm glad you brought that up. But yeah. I remember kind of having an aha moment while we were talking about it, like, yeah, cruise control sometimes is great. You can relax and you stay at the same speed and you're just in your moment, but then you have to get off and get gas and shit is what we're talking about. So I think it's very, mm -hmm. actually very relevant. Good visual in your mind. If you're Thank, a you. Visual person. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, entrepreneurs are doers, not dreamers. I saw that one come across my feed today. I think you got to be a little bit of a dreamer. I think everyone that's going to build something worth anything has got to have some sort of dream of what this could do, a vision of the impact it's going to make, uh, you know, 100% chiropractic. We certainly visualize being number one in our field. We visualize changing healthcare. We visualize, um, you know, offices in every community across the country. So, I mean, there's a lot of dreaming that goes to that. Uh, I think now we put action behind that. Yeah, which I, I say, you got to have both. Yes. Yeah. I know. I agree. I think yeah. you do need to be a doer. You can't just be like, hey, that's my affirmation. Why isn't it happening? But at the same time, you have to have a dream of what's going to happen to, you know, to separate you from the pack. That kind of goes back to that guy we were talking about that I'll get up at four, but then he didn't do anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> just sitting there literally in the dark at four in the morning saying, I'm up. I'm up. Right. All right. I did what you said. I'm up at four. Or even if you get up and I mean, someone told me this the other day and like, I, 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 for those that wake up at four, if it's working for you, I'm not bad mouthing it. I think yeah. that's great. Like stick with that shit if it's working for you, but don't get up at four because someone else is doing it and, this, and you wake up and it doesn't feel good. You're just tired. It ruins your day. You're in a bad mood. Like that's not you, right? So working out wise, the same thing. Uh, and so I think, yeah, you make it happen. If you have little kids and stuff I get, sometimes it's a, it's a, a tough game. But at the same time, if it just makes you miserable, it's not working. You know, do a 15 minute workout at 5 p.m. Uh, while your kids are in front of a TV show or something really quick and then bust out. So I think that you just got to find that happy medium. Here's, I got one that I, that I heard. Um, someone said that if you don't have a unique idea, you'll never make it as an entrepreneur. You have to have a completely unique idea, a unique concept, a unique product. I would, I would beg to differ. 
You just got to do so. it better than someone else. Well, take like uh, <laughs> take like burgers, for example. Good Lord, there must be like 87 burger joints. If I typed it in my computer right mm-hmm. now, there's there's everything from McDonald's all the way up to like Habit Burger. They, yep. they all do burgers at a very different pace, very different mode. They're all burgers, for God's sakes. Not to mention every restaurant on the planet pretty right. much has a burger, right? right. So, so yeah. there's lots of coffee shops are like this. I think clothing industries are like this. So you don't necessarily have to fully reinvent the wheel. I think you got to add in all the stuff we've been saying, passion and energy and work and dreaming into what you think you're going to do with your business. But it doesn't have to be a brand new, unique thing. What I, do you think? I, yeah. I agree completely. Um, I think sometimes the answer is creating a better widget. And so I think sometimes that dream, that idea you have is taking something and building upon it or making it very, very unique. We're, we're chiropractors. So chiropractors have been around mm-hmm. since 1895. Yep. And so, honestly, since prehistoric days, right? On caves, they're drawing people getting adjusted right. uh, back in the day. So it's- We didn't invent chiropractic. I do think we're offering it. We're teaching the public at a very different level. Yeah, you package it differently. Yeah. Yes, you package it differently. So I think being the number one person, the creator is, is kind of overrated. There's a lot of headwind that person faces a little bit, a lot. They take quite a bit more risk than maybe others do that that come part of that vision tesla's doing it right now with cars now every freaking car manufacturer out there is making some form of right they modified the game right and and Mm -hmm. so yeah i completely agree so i think that you can find a better way to do something and i think some of the best businesses on the planet were built uh upon that i mean whether you know disney found out a way to do entertainment better um Sinopolis found out a way to do movies better yep. so I mean there's there's different things that you can do to figure it out it doesn't always have to be like this is a fresh idea that no one's thought of there's not as many of those going around anymore I mean you know I I know that they come out especially with the, the internet and computers and shit like that but all in all a lot of times just create an amazing business of doing something better than people have done it before so how about this one how, how, you hear this all the time too like you're going to need a shit ton of cash to get started like how much money do you need to get going on your dream? Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, I think you need, obviously you need capital, but I don't know what's your definition of shit ton. I think that it goes back to maybe the one I just said too. If you're reinventing something, I don't know if you need it. Yeah, that kind of goes with the one I was going to say next, which is like in order to win big, you have to like have a huge risk in it, you know, which right. I don't completely agree with all the time. I think it depends. Yeah, you have to have something to get started, but a lot of times that can be an idea and you partner with other people who help you with that too. Well, and you take calculated risk, right? Entrepreneurs take risks yes. that are calculated. So right. yes, there's a little risk. There's a risk to doing a, a walking across the street. And so that's, there's always risk. But I think people say, if I was going to start, like if I was going to start with opening 150 chiropractic offices, that would be a big risk, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. you don't even have one. And I think so many people want to do that. They want to jump from zero to the very top notch overnight. You know, that's not how it works. Like it's, it's a long journey, like to get through this, some faster, some slower, but like, you know, I mean, Vanessa and I in 2004 opened one, went through those struggles, right? Had to get that. Then we teamed up with you guys and opened two. Mm-hmm. And then there were some challenges there. And then a lot, so you, we take risk along the way. You guys both are part of ownership of different offices and groups that are calculated risks that you've taken. But at the same time, you have some safety and security of other, you know, financials coming in at a different level. So, you know, I think you take smart risks. I think smart risks are fine. But I mean, to say you need a ton of capital, 
I think that was kind of a weird thing that that popped in with the like the dot com area or the era, and so many people just took on so much money and made no money for so long because Facebook did it and it worked. And I get it. Facebook is is an anomaly, right? And it's incredible. But I mean, um, there's a lot more people that took a bunch of money and failed than than created Facebook. I think people could use that as a crutch too to not take that action. It's like I just don't have the capital yet. Right. The I bank won't give me. But I, got, right. I, I just don't quite have enough to get it all into place yet. Well, I don't know. That sounds like an excuse. You got to get a jump at some point. It is, and, and and banks will never help you. So if you're waiting for a bank to give you a loan, they're never going to give it. The, the banks will tell you if you had that much money in reserve, we would certainly loan it. Yeah, I love right? that answer. And you're always like, fuck you. Like, I mean, what would if I had it? I wouldn't be talking. Right. To you. And that's like the funniest <laughs> thing with banks, but banks are still a pay in the ass, even when you're, you know, you know worth millions that they, they don't know what they're talking about. So entrepreneurs find creative ways to get financing. Entrepreneurs find a way to get a yes when there's always a no. And I think that's one thing that makes people unique is I think one true thing that you do always hear is you don't take no for an answer. And so yeah. if you hear no and that you're like, oh, shit, I can't do it, then, yeah, you're probably not an entrepreneur. But if you're like, OK, th that bank's not going to work, but I'll talk to private investors or other investors or 10 investors or whatever you need to do to make it happen. Uh, the terms that we used to give on deals when people funded us early on it was like 100 percent return on their money, like, in, you know, in five years. And so we've had to modify that quite a bit now, thankfully, because that was crazy. But you do what you need to do to get it done, period. I got another one I hear from doctors sometimes. They're like, I just, I just, I wish knew the secret to what that office is doing. Like, what's their secret that I don't have? What's your secret sauce, doc? Yeah. yeah. Guess what, guys? There's no secret right. to it. It's waking up at 4 a.m. Oh, you don't know the secret <laughs> I yet? I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> What'd you say, Charles? I said, oh, you don't know the secret yet, Brandon? <laughs> no, you guys just tell me already? Yeah. <laughs> it's a secret. We can't. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I think people always looking outside for what needs to happen. There's nothing more frustrating. I see this all the time. People that aren't making it. And the answer they don't want to hear that often is the answer is it's your headspace. It's between yeah. your ears. It's you. And they're like, I don't get what that means. What do I do? What book? Okay, what book do I read? Like, well, I don't know. There's a bunch of cool books on that. <laughs> but until you actually put those books what to work, that's, 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 well, that's the EJ. But, uh, yes, the EJ will fix it all. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, you have to, it's just, I mean, you have to go. Details matter every day. You waking up, you being a leader, you wanting it, you not taking no for an answer. All these things we've been talking about, there's some truth to that. But I mean, there is no secret formula of succeeding other than going out and making it happen. And, um, you know, I, I know that's a hard answer, but it's not, yeah, it's not a secret, but I, but I definitely think, and we've seen this when we can see it from the outside, when someone's like in their funk and in their head, like there is something there and it's blatantly obvious to, to maybe everyone, but that person, you can see it. You're like, yeah, dude, I, you're not doing this. You're not doing that. And then like, the, like you said, the answers you give always drives them nuts because yeah. it's never a, a one set thing. Right. But it's, it is very obvious. And I've seen it over and over with, with other docs and owners that, yeah, you're just off right now. Well, we've done 50 different shows on this is when that person thinks it's everybody's fault, but theirs. Yeah. And so when entrepreneurs make excuses, it's done. So when it's the staff's fault, the bank's fault, the landlord's fault, the marketing company's fault, the area they open in's fault, the realtor, like those people are hopeless. And like I've said before on the show, there's nothing more frustrating than dealing with an entrepreneur that's an excuse maker, because until they take self ownership, they're doomed. <laughs> they're doomed for sure. So, uh, okay, so we're probably down some clothing, uh, cl clothing, clothing thoughts. 
but then closing thoughts <laughs> instead. So, hey, it's been a while. Jay and I do have the same shirt on today. So if that's, if that's it's not well, similar, similar shirt, but yeah. people always give us a hard time for this. But full disclosure, <laughs> we both wear a golf polo 95% of the time. True. And there's like six different colors, really, that a polo comes in, to be honest. So, it, goddamn, it's going to happen every once in a while that <laughs> you guys wear a blue golf polo. So, I or great minds think alike. I get you. I, get you. I just thought I missed the memo when we logged on today, guys. But Sorry. Yeah. You guys see- look very, you guys look very nice. 14. Coordinated, like uniform esque. We're two of a kind. All right, what happened to Chelsea? What's your what's your clothing thoughts? Clothing thoughts. I like blue golf polos. No, Um, I don't know. I think there are a lot of like funny sayings and quotes and um, what else were we calling them? Memes and things. Memes, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think a lot of them though you have to look at and, and think about more for sure for yourself. Some of them are silly and. I don't agree with all of them, but I think, I don't know. We, we covered a lot of good ones though, for sure today. I think mine, the one, the one I like the most is this, the, the grind one. I think that's complete bullshit. Like there's times when you definitely got to put your nose down and work. But like you said, if you're just constantly thinking about the grind and all the negative stuff, then what the hell are you even doing it for? So yeah. I had to pick one of the, what, how many did we give? Seven or eight of them? That'd be the one I, I think resonates the most for me. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't maybe not know it from the show, but I actually love like sayings and slogans and stuff. I think they're kind of cool when I see them. I think just when you see the same ones over and over, you start to be like, that one's not true. I see where they all came from. And there's a lot of them that are completely true, I think. Uh, but but that being said, I, I think that it, it's, I agree, it's not all hard work. You don't need a ton of money. I'm going to go back with the one that get really just, if you, if, if it's your vision, if it's your dream and you're doing it for the right reason, Uh, For us, we love chiropractic, right? We love helping people. I love seeing young chiropractic entrepreneurs making a great choice and making a tremendous amount of income for themselves and their family while expanding the vision of chiropractic globally. And so to me, that, that drives me every single day, every single office. When I need to help someone, that's why. When I have to loan money, that's why. When I want to take on risk, that's why. So like, you know, it goes back, the Simon Sinek type stuff of know your why. That's my why. I want to change the profession. I want to change healthcare. And I want to make a shit ton of people really happy living their dream life in the process. And so I think when you have a clear vision like that, then I think success is really uh, inevitable. It's just a matter of how long it's going to take you to get there. So, all right, guys, appreciate your time. Please share with your uh, fellow entrepreneurs. I think they're going to get some value out of this. Uh, we'll do a show here coming up on uh, questions. They start to pile up. And so there's some good ones we'll be happy to cover. And uh, we appreciate you all for listening and we will uh, check you next time. Peace.